Good evening, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPEL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or do like Scott did on the app and just send a message to the show. Shout out to Scott, who is uh, checking in here at the start of the show. So I got to apologize. I'm a little bit remiss. Told y'all to send messages to the show yesterday during the show. I didn't respond to any of y'all. I pre-recorded the show. I, I was worried. I was worried about the weather, and obviously the weather got worse toward the evening. But uh, because everybody was taking precautions, we went ahead and and kind of shut things down here. I pre-recorded my show, put it in, went home to make sure you know, make sure my family was there safe, batting down the hatches and everything. We got a lot of rain, and of course, the wind this morning was uh, pretty crazy, too. Luckily, we in this area got spared, which I kind of figured would happen because schools shut down early. If schools hadn't done anything, we'd have had tornadoes all over the place and, and hail the size of watermelons. That's how it works, right? But anyway, glad most people in this area are safe. I know that there was a lot of rain, uh, maybe some localized flooding, but for the most part, it looks like we escaped with with very little going uh, very little going awry. Uh, most of those storms moved toward uh, the east, the southeast coast. I know that uh, schools were shut down in Baton Rouge uh, today because of uh, power outages and things like that. And I know that in uh, in some spots in Georgia, my buddy Eric Erickson, who's got a national show, said on his show earlier today, um, he's on our sister station KROF. By the way, uh, if you're ever if you ever want to check out KROF, see what's what's on there, Eric Erickson. Uh, from two to five, he he mentioned that the schools were out in that area too, uh, because of the storms that were rolling through. Meanwhile, in the north, of course, you got a polar vortex going on, some incredibly low temperatures, some ice and things like that. It's it's just it's it's nuts. It's it's winter. These winter storms are coming. We're going to get this cold weather next week. Uh, Rob Perillo posted on Facebook, I think yesterday, what the models are showing the absolute lowest could be. They could be record lows for uh, the area. Uh, 19, 20 degrees, some of the low temperatures. Not not exactly sure that's going to happen right now. Uh, the weather the weather app I use, Weatherbug, is saying upper 20s, lower 30s as the low. But it could get lower depending on what this next wave, this next front does uh, coming up later this week. Anyway, glad to be with y'all here today. We've got a lot to talk about. I've I want to actually talk. I'm going to talk about, see, I don't know. There's, there's so many things to talk about today. I'm, at some point, I want to talk about the Saints. It's just like all the news gets gets in the way of that. I can't talk the sports stuff. I want to talk about the Saints and the Falcons and Dennis Allen and all that. But I, I got to start with the Fonnie Willis news. So you by now, you've heard the Fonnie Willis stuff. Uh, it, it should be noticed. Most of the mainstream news outlets not carrying the story because it works against the narrative that Trump is corrupt and he has to be punished by all means. Never mind the fact that Fonnie Willis, by the way, had already uh, been chastised by a judge for an ethical lapse. She had wanted to depose the lieutenant governor of Georgia, but a judge said, absolutely, you cannot because Fonnie Willis went to uh, went to a fundraiser and spoke at a fundraiser for uh, Georgia's lieutenant governor's opponent in uh, an upcoming election. And this was, you know, in, in leading up to the, the 2022 midterms. 
Uh, so a judge said, absolutely not. You you cannot do that. That is clear, uh, clear conflict of interest there. Well, now it seems there's another conflict of interest plus a lot of other ethical lapses that he, if these bear out, uh, there's no way a judge doesn't say, yeah, you can't you can't do this prosecution. Not necessarily the case gets thrown out, but I mean, the, the lead prosecutor is the Fulton County D.A. She hired a special counselor to come in and help. Turns out that may or may not be her lover. And there's just a whole lot here. So I want to break this down a little bit, if you'll allow me, because you've heard bits and pieces throughout the day. I want to give you a breakdown of kind of the lay of the land on the Fulton County case, what these allegations are and what they actually mean. So first of all, you need to understand that Michael Roman is an opposite, a GOP opera, uh, uh, opposition researcher, worked for and with the Trump campaign, is one of the defendants in the Fulton County RICO case. Now, this is important. This is something that you need to know because a lot of folks are dismissing this as uh, salacious uh, filings from an unethical lawyer. Ashley Merchant is Michael Roman's attorney. In the Georgia law community, Ashley Merchant has a very good reputation and doesn't engage in the salacious. Her reputation, therefore, has a lot of folks in the Georgia legal community, left and right, thinking this is pretty serious if she's going to these links, because she's laying down some pretty serious accusations here. Merchant alleges that Wade has no weak, uh, Wade, Nathan Wade, who is an attorney in Fulton County, but is not part of the uh, district attorney's office, but was hired by Fonnie Willis to be special counselor in the special prosecutor in this merchant. The, the attorney for one of the Rico defendants says that Wade has no Rico experience. This is written in the motion. Undersigned counsel knows the special prosecutor and has researched his litigation experience. That research reveals that the special prosecutor has never tried a felony RICO case. The state of Georgia and the city of Atlanta has several lawyers who specialize in the prosecuting and defending RICO cases. Despite having access to these resources, why would the district attorney instead appoint someone who has never tried a felony RICO case, particularly in a case with such national significance as this one? Here's why, according to the motion. The district attorney chose to appoint her romantic partner, who at all times relevant to this prosecution has been a married man. Admittedly, this is a bold allegation, considering it is directed to one of the most powerful people in the state of Georgia, the Fulton County District Attorney. Nevertheless, the district attorney's fame and power do not change the fact that she decided to appoint as a special prosecutor a person with whom she had a personal relationship and who is now leading the day-to-day prosecution of the case. Even assuming this type of nepotism might be forgiven in the abstract, a review of the amount of money that the special prosecutor has been paid by the district attorney and the personal activities of the district attorney and the special prosecutor during the pendency of this prosecution shed light on just how self-serving this arrangement has been. In other words, Fawny Willis has a romantic relationship with Nathan Wade. Willis hired Wade to be a special prosecutor. And Fulton County 
taxpayers have footed a bill upwards of $600,000 to Wade. Some of which, as an aside, includes reimbursement for Wade going to the White House and talking with folks at the White House about the prosecution. And we know that because Wade submitted a reimbursement ticket to the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Wade has used this money on expensive vacations, gifts to Willis, etc. You can see where this is going. Merchant argues in the filing that Willis and Wade have, quote, been engaged in an improper clandestine personal relationship during the pendency of this case, which has resulted in the special prosecutor and in turn the district attorney profiting significantly from this prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. The relationship, the ethical lapses here, the insinuation of fraud here, it's going to get Fonnie Willis tossed off this case. And with her tossed off the case, it pretty much collapses. And I told you guys from the jump that this was the broadest, but not necessarily the most risky prosecution for Trump. I still think if he gets found guilty in any of the cases against him, it will be the, uh, the Mar-a-Lago case, the documents case. Because that's a little more straightforward. He he tried to hide evidence from a grand jury. That's just straight up. You can't do that. They ask for something. You refuse to turn over. You try to get your lawyers to hide it from them. You can't do that. That's a violation of the law. The Fawny Willis one was extremely broad, but Georgia has the broadest RICO statute in the, in, in the United States. There's federal RICO uh There's federal RICO laws, and then there's state-level RICO laws. Georgia's is the broadest. It allows you to tie a whole lot more in with a lot lower standard, so you can make a gigantic RICO case like Fonnie Willis has built. But here's the thing. Ashley Merchant, this defense attorney, wants writes in the motion that she's seeking the criminal in, uh, the dismissal of the criminal indictment in its entirety against Mr. Roman on the grounds that the entire prosecution is invalid and unconstitutional because the Fulton County District Attorney never had legal authority to appoint the special prosecutor who assisted in obtaining both grand jury indictments. As a result, both indictments contain structural errors and irreparable defects and should be dismissed in their entirety as to Mr. Roman. And if it gets dismissed to him... That's going to expand because, again, if you improperly got one of these, you improperly got multiple, including the one against Donald Trump. That's where we are on that case. And that's why this is such an explosive story. And you'll notice the media is not really talking much about it. It was reported in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The Wall Street Journal reported on it. Conservative outlets have reported on it. Fox News has reported on it, but not really anybody else. Not at a level that would you know, make it very important coverage for this major story. Anyway, let's take a break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Y'all, I messed up. I forgot to tell you what it is. It is the 5 o'clock news cruise. It's brought to you by our friends just around the corner 
They're Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. Talking, of course, about service Chevrolet Cadillac right here in Lafayette. Twelve twelve Ambassador Caffrey, like I said, just around the corner here from the station. But it's getting dark. You may not have time to go out to a, a lot right now. Just go check them out, servicegm.com. See the inventory and the, uh, the inventory updates daily. There's always new stuff coming in used, uh, used and new cars. Plenty, plenty for you to choose from. But it's more than just car shopping. Maybe you need parts and service. Maybe you need a, a quick fix up at the body shop, their collision center. They've got it all there. Fine line, custom auto. They've got the wash. I mean, whatever your automotive needs, Service Chevrolet Cadillac has it for you. And if you are in the military or you're a first responder, or you're a teacher. The fact is they want to thank you for serving our nation, our community, and our kids. There's special pricing available if you fall into one of those categories as a thanks for everything that you do. New inventory arriving daily, hundreds of vehicles on the lot, servicegm.com, service Chevrolet Cadillac. Find new roads with service Chevrolet here in Lafayette. Now, Real quick, wanted to wanted to switch gears on something. So this isn't New York, so I'm not going to harp on New York news, but there's a larger point to be made here. Um, New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, is shutting down some schools and turning them into temporary migrant facilities. James Madison High School in New York City is becoming a migrant shelter overnight. 1,900 migrants are being transferred to that public school. As a result, the students of James Madison High School are going to be working remote tomorrow. And who knows how long. This is their response to the immigration crisis at the border. See, As Greg Abbott continues taking up sanctuary cities on their offer, what ends up happening is that these cities, these sanctuary cities, who for to feel good about themselves, called themselves sanctuary cities, now that they're they're being asked to do it, they're really upset about it. They realize they don't have the facilities. They don't have. I mean, this is New York City, and they don't have the resources to take care of just the hundreds that are being shipped in. What about the tens of thousands at small Texas communities along the border? Or in Arizona? Or New Mexico? What about then? See, that's what they don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about that. They're they're sitting there crying about being overwhelmed. They're saying they they feel this should be all Texas's burden. It's really a damn shame. And now, because the Biden administration hasn't enforced the law, what you have are schools that are going to remote learning so that migrants can be housed in them. So kids lose out on education. There's still a crisis at the border. And the Biden administration is asleep at the wheel. Can somebody please take this stuff seriously? All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. The Got the Commodities Report next. When we get back... I do want to talk about the Saints. We'll talk a little sports. I I have a lot of opinions about it, and I'll share them with you when we get back here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPL app chat. Shout out to Billion Church Point, who, like Scott, 
has checked in for the show. Glad to have y'all here and just thrilled that none of y'all got flooded out and lost access to your radio so that you could be here with me today. Of course, if you do happen to lose access to your radio, make sure that you download the KPL News app on your phone so that you can listen live that way and even message the show through the app like Billy and Scott do uh, pretty much daily. Now, real quick headline. Barack Obama could be the next president of Harvard University. Barack Obama is among the list of names touted to replace Claudine Gay. Uh, this is pretty interesting. You remember, you remember for a long, long time, there was all that talk about unsealing Barack Obama's academic records and, and, you know, Republican, their, their stuff gets leaked all the time, but somehow like, uh, Obama, his, his academic records, his writings, everything that was all like in, in freaking Fort Knox. Never saw it. It would become public if he became president of Harvard. So I'm actually be kind of looking like that. One person on Twitter notes that Obama was probably too much of a nerd to uh, to actually copy and paste from anybody else. So he might not have actually plagiarized anything. But I would really love to see what his views were in some of his academic writings. Anyway, uh, 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation. Let's take a break from politics. Uh I want to talk about the Saints. I do. Congratulations to Arthur Smith for going out in the most Falcons way possible. Really, uh, really do appreciate his sacrifice and making for the most entertainment possible on that one. The thing that bothers me right now is Dennis Allen. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not really pro or anti Dennis Allen because I'm not much of an NFL watcher. I'll watch the Saints because it's, you know, Louisiana, but I, I tend to watch more college football. The, the college football, uh, the, the national championship game last night was a much better game than the score would indicate. But I think what's really worth noting there is that it's, in my mind, I still think the national championship game was Michigan versus Alabama. I mean, that was just probably the best game of the college football playoffs. But it, show, it showed us two different styles, and I think that style, the, Jim Harbaugh's coaching style, won out. With the right players, with the right uh, team, even with all the asterisks and question marks and everything like that, Jim Harbaugh proved he's really good at in-the-minute, in-the-moment adjustments. Nick Saban is one of the best at making adjustments at halftime or whenever he has time to think of a strategy. His team always comes out better in the second half because he's taken, he's he's a data, he's kind of a data guy. He's he's taking in all this data, what he's seen on the field, and he converts it to a strategy for the second half. Jim Harbaugh is just instinctive in that he makes adjustments in the moment. For example, Washington at some point in the third quarter finally found their rush defense, and it shut down. Uh, it started in the second quarter, but really in the third quarter, they shut down a lot of the rushing. Jim Harbaugh exploited that by making them focus on the running backs, and his quarterback ran a couple times in a row, completely threw off, discombobulated the defense, and Michigan was able to maintain its lead throughout, throughout the rest of the night. I mean, it was, it was a good game. Washington did a very good job at, at, at trying to adjust to and adapt to Michigan-style, Harbaugh-style, but it was just a really – it was a good game, but not, again, as good as Michigan-Alabama, which I think was probably the best – postseason game that we got 
Anyway, the Saints, Dennis Allen. I have a lot of thoughts on that one. Um, first of all, I think every New Orleans fan is, is in the right for demanding that he be fired for apologizing to the Falcons. I think, that's, I think those are acceptable terms. But more seriously, I mean, Arthur Smith comes over and starts cussing him out and says that's, you know, he says some words that I can't say on the radio. And uh, Dennis Allen says uh, something along the lines of, uh, you're right. Sorry, you're right. Um, but then in later interviews... Dennis Allen admitted that he told his players not to go with the controversial play. See, Arthur Smith was, if you didn't, if you don't follow the NFL, the Saints were up by a lot. And they were close to the end zone. There was a minute left. They could have taken a knee, run out the clock. That'd been it. The team wanted to give Jamal Williams the ball, let him score a touchdown, his first touchdown as a New Orleans Saint. And Dennis Allen said, no, don't do that. And Jameis Winston and the team, they go out on the field, and they, they do it anyway. They call, they wanted to do a fake victory formation, fake, you know, set up like they're going to take a knee. They did a fake and ran it in, and Jamal Williams got his touchdown. Dennis Allen said repeatedly that his team didn't listen to him. First of all, if your team's not listening to you, you've lost – You've lost the locker room. There's no coming back from that. And that's, a, that's an admission. I, I don't know that you say that out loud. But the saying it out loud part is the reason I still, I, I don't think that Allen is really ready for for the job he has, and he hasn't been from the jump. He hasn't been able to take advantage of the skill and the talent that the Saints have. He hasn't been able to get new talent to help replace those that have left or gotten injured. There's been horrible team management, on-the-field management. I mean, the Saints should have had a way better record given the talent they have. It's been a coaching problem. And one of the things to really note is that when you look at Dennis Allen, when they when they go to a, a camera shot of him on the sideline, he doesn't look confident. He doesn't look locked in. He he looks kind of nervous. He he looks he doesn't he doesn't look like you know one of the guys that you would see in the NFL on the sideline analyzing the field. He, a level of intensity you just kind of see in the face. He doesn't have that. And the players have certainly picked up on it if they're not listening to him when he says don't do something or to do something. Uh, it's now pretty obvious that his team isn't listening to him because he's admitted as much. I mean, the reports are going around that the New Orleans can expect Dennis Allen to keep his job. I don't know why. I think if you're in management and you admit to reporters that your team isn't listening to you, and for the two years you've been a head coach, you don't have a good record. You've missed the playoffs twice. Locker room morale is low. I think as as management, you say, yeah, you got to go. Now, there's a rumor flying around that they would hire uh, John Gruden, which I think would be an insane move. 
but this is a the Saint the Saints don't have a talent problem so much as they have a coaching problem. It is very much a coaching problem. I mean, same with the Falcons. I mean, you you wait until the last regular season game to discover that you have Bijan Robinson on your team. You should be fired. That's that's it. He had an extraordinary game for the little amount of time he got to play the other night. The Falcons needed to get rid of their coach. But the Saints, I, I think the Saints need to get rid of Dennis Allen. I, I I haven't been on the fire Dennis Allen train before, but after after watching that, just the last couple days, I mean, you're openly admitting you've lost your locker room. You're throwing your players under the bus. I mean, the players are coming out and, and siding with Jameis Winston, who's come out and publicly said what he did and why they the team did it. Your team is siding with the player over the coach. Your fans are siding with the player over the coach. I mean, for God's sake, it's a division rival. Run up the score on them. They've done it to they, they've done it a couple times. One time they did it in 2014. That clip was circulating online. It's a division rival. You don't apologize for running up the score. You run up the score harder. You say, I regret not scoring another one. That's just the sport. I mean, yeah, you want to have some class, but I mean, if Smith's not going to show you any class, and you you come back and you 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 go with it, you roll with it. But man, it's just it, it's exuding weakness, and I don't I don't want to see a Louisiana team exude weakness like that. The Saints need better leadership. I don't know where they're going to find it, but they definitely need it. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back. We'll wrap up the show here. It's the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5. KPL, use the app chat if you want to share your comments about the Saints, Dennis Allen, or anything like that, or call 232-1542. Let your voice be heard. Take a break. Back in a moment. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL, 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation, or... You can use the KPEL app chat. By the way, I do have to let you know that I am thrilled to be uh, I'm thrilled to to be able to tell you guys about my dentist, Dr. Danielle Deku and Associates, uh, thelafayettedentist.com. Been talking about them for a while. Glad to to have them as a part of the show. It, it's it's so relaxing to go into a doctor's office and not. Feel like a doctor's office, like you do sit in a waiting room and everything. But it, it's it, it's so it, the atmosphere in there is just so pleasant, and they they I, I can't really put into words just how relaxing an environment it is. But everything that I've gone, I mean, I've had to go in and get cavities redone, like older cavities that were filled. But there's all sorts of issues with some of those older fillings. If you if you've had older fillings from like the '90s, you know what I'm talking about. They've had to be redone. Um, but I mean, there's any they can accommodate you to help make it a a, a very stress free procedure, whatever the procedure is, whether it's your typical dental exam, it's uh, it's the cleanings that you go in for when they scrape a little hook across your teeth that I don't really like, but it's it's fine, it's fine, it has to be done. Uh, cavities, any any oral dentistry work like that, cosmetic oral dentistry, all of it they do and they do it so well. You got to go. Give them if, if you're looking for a new dentist, maybe it's been a while since you've been in, check them out, thelafayettedentist.com, and you can see what all they have to offer as far as the services that you may need. I recommended a friend the other day. A friend said it was a it was very quick, easy, painless trip in and out. 
scheduled for another visit already. So take my word on it. Go check him out. Dr. Daniel Daycoon Associates, thelafayettedentist.com. All right. Now, before we go, there was something I wanted. To, oh, yes, New York City. I want to go back to New York City real quick. This is kind of funny to me uh, because the Democrats are, you know, being Democrats here. It's New York City's crime rates have fallen. You may not know that. That doesn't get reported on very much. Murder rates have dropped about 12% and shootings have dropped 25% and progressives are mad about it. You know why? Police crackdowns. See, Eric Adams, people forget this. Eric Adams, though, he is very progressive. He won the mayoral race by promising increased policing amid COVID-influenced crime waves in New York City. He implemented the New York uh, Police Department neighborhood safety teams equipped with body cameras to patrol high-crime areas and perform searches when there was probable cause. The result has been 6,500 illegal guns removed from the streets and double-digit percentage drops in year-over-year crime stats. Increased policing, increased law enforcement actually does solve a lot of problems. But the Democrats, the progressives, hate it, and they despise Eric Adams for it. And it's only going to get worse because there is a lot of work that has to be done to fix a lot of these problems in New York City. And it's going to require police. It's going to require law enforcement. And progressives don't like that. Anyway, you guys have a great day, great evening. Talk to you again tomorrow, 23 hours from now. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at redstate.com. You guys enjoy the evening with your families, and I'll we'll do it all again soon. By the way, if you listen to the podcast version of the show, episode goes live in a few minutes over at Substack. If you look for the Joe Cunningham Show on Substack, you'll find it there, or on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you do get it from one of those sites, though, leave a rating and a review. That makes the algorithm happy. It helps the show grow Tomorrow's the two-year anniversary of the show, and I want to keep the show growing, and I need y'all's help to do it. Talk to you again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.